When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get involved anytime. Text 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. By request, and we're taking requests, are we? Uh, Matt, thank you for the text. He said, Can I request DJ Slam and Sam play Blue Monday by New Water in honour of the English cricket team? Blue Monday, <laughs> indeed. Dear, oh dear, we are hearing some strange things coming out of the UK, aren't we? In the wake of Australia retaining the urn, I, I mentioned the headline on BBC.com, uh, which uh, thank you to Vossi and uh, Trent Copeland uh, from our sister station down in Sydney, uh, bringing my attention to this. Why does rain stop cricket and what can be done about it? That seriously was the headline on the BBC just a few hours ago. What can be done about rain? Well, build a stadium with a roof mainly, but anyway. Uh, 13 13 55 Uh Look, a lot of commentary coming out of the fourth test. Yes, it was a draw. Yes, it was one that we saw the ashes and the urn returned and retained uh, here in Australia. Now focus turns on to the fifth test. But the questions being raised were around the tactics. Uh, I can understand them coming out early in the series, trying to negate Basball, but it just seemed we lost our way. That's what it seemed like to me. But let's find out what it was like from someone uh, who was inside the dressing rooms over the Ashes series. He's now back home. He was the standing keeper, the backup keeper to Alex Carey. He was seconded uh, over to the UK when Josh Inglis went on a, well, he went on paternity leave. And I speak none other than the Brisbane Heat captain. Yes, and standing Queensland captain when Uzi's not there. Uh, he is a man who is uh, pinpoint with the gloves, Jimmy Pearson. Welcome home, mate. What a time for you. How, how was the UK? How was your travels over there? Hey, Benny, thanks for having me on, mate. Um, oh, well, I was just saying earlier, it was a fantastic experience just because of, I guess, how good that these series has been. Um, you know, something that, as a cricket fan, just you're so engaged in what's going on over there and to be actually a part of it in the inner sanctum and, and um, a part of the team that's going out there and doing it, so it's pretty cool. So, yeah, great. Great experience. First one with the test team and hopefully I get another chance to, to go over um, in the future. Yeah, mate, we, we all hope you do too. What, what what have you, what does it feel like coming back? I know, I know you didn't get to play, but again, being part of the inner sanctum, being, being recognized to say, Hey, you, you're, you're next in line. If something goes down, what does that do for you coming back home? Do you, do you feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof? Cause that's what we hear about footy players going off to play rep footy, or at least being part of the camp. They just come back by osmosis, a better player? Yeah, I think certainly you're rubbing shoulders, like you say, osmosis. You're rubbing shoulders with the best of the best, so you can't help but be a sponge and learn as much as you can while you're around those guys. I'll tell you what it does do, though. It really stokes the fire of ambition to get back and, and, and be dominant in at state level um, so that you are rewarded and you get your chance to go with that test team. Because once you get a taste of it, 
geez, you realise how good it is and you, and you realise how much you want to be a part of it. Um, so certainly, yeah, for, for what I felt coming back is I'm more motivated than ever to have a really dominant home summer, um, you know, um, do what I can to put my name forward and be, um, you know, be, be considered to be a part of that uh, that best 18-man squad next time we tour. Um, certainly that's at the forefront of my mind. I want to be that next man in. So uh, that's for me what, what that tour has done because it's just such a great experience. Music to every Queensland fan's ears, mate. Well said, well said. Can, can you take <laughs> us inside? Because, I mean, you, I'm sure you're reading it. I'm sure you're hearing the uh, the critiques around Pat's captaincy and even tactics, which it's not solely on the shoulders of Pat Cummins. I would have thought there'd be team room meetings, there'd be coaches talking about this is the best way to attack. Can you can you give us an insight to to the tactics that were employed and why to combat Basball? Yeah, look, look, I think it's it's a bit of a fickle one, isn't it? Because you're coming against a side that's playing some really good cricket and it's a, a particular brand of cricket that um, is not often seen in this format. So um, you have to have plans in place to to combat that, I guess. And, you know, um, up until Leeds, we were 2-0 up in the series um, and people were critical of the defensive nature of how it was going, and, and but at that point it was working. So... Um, as we've seen in the last two tests, it's probably the tables have turned a little bit in terms of England have been fairly dominant um, across those those two those two tests. And I think a lot of it comes down to the team that England are playing, particularly someone like Mark Wood coming in there by 150 k's an hour. Um, that is just a massive point of difference, and we've seen how much that's had effect um, for them. And in the first two tests, he wasn't there, so I think that's a massive piece to the puzzle. I think England are bowling better with him in that side. Um, in terms of in terms of our tactics, um, look, I, I'm not privy to all the information with the meetings and that sort of thing, but I would have thought the numbers would suggest that if you can restrict or limit that run rate of the the basketball format, if we, if we call it that, um, you know, it probably is more beneficial than trying all out attack. Uh, so, look, there'd be reasons why uh, Pat's making his dis, you know decisions around um, the tactics, and certainly when it was two nil up, people weren't quite as unhappy as they are now when it's you know. Um, a bit tighter in the standings, but look, there, there would be a reason why that Australia is playing with that um, that tactic, and certainly we've retained the Ashes, uh, and I'm pretty confident we're going to win this last test. So once we come home winning an Ashes in England, which hasn't been done in I think 21 years, um, people might have a different opinion. Well, let's hope that is the case because Jimmy, I've got to say, watching the other night, I think it just seemed like we were lost. We we, we knew the plan. But the plan wasn't working. When is a captain, and you've been there, when is a captain do you go, right, everything we spoke about hasn't happened? Do we just keep trying the same thing over and over again, hoping we get a different result, or do we change things up? When, when do you have to make that call, and should that call have been made? Oh, yeah, look, I think you have to adapt, definitely. Um, but, you know, I think if you look back to something like the Lord's Test, where the wicket was fairly benign, we went with that short ball plan and it actually worked, and we won that test. Um, I think Pat and the team have stuck to that. Um, I guess it has been rigid in their thinking and how they're going to go about it with the ball. Um, it has to be said, geez, that Manchester wicket looked like it was very flat. So there's only mm. so many things you can try when, when it is that flat. And certainly with our bowling attack and the speed we've got and the height of our bowlers, the short ball plan is something that we usually go to. Um, look, I mean, we didn't have a spinner that test. Um, that's something else we probably could have tried, but we didn't really have access to. Um, so... Look, I think Pat, you know, he, he was he was limited to what he could try because there wasn't many options, and the short ball seemed to be it. You pitched the ball up, you know, it was flat as attack. The ball was soft, and it wasn't many attacking options. So, what I do like about the short ball theory, although he may have held onto it too long, is it is 
an option to try and take wickets. It's an aggressive option rather than, you know, just bowling straight lines at straight fields and seeing what could happen. Um, so at least, you know, we are trying things. Maybe we could be a bit more um, fluid in our, in our thinking as we go on, but certainly I think there's there's reasons why we're doing those things. There's reasons why Pat's doing it. So, uh, again, we win this series. Um, it might be a different story in the media, but at the moment with the with the test the way it went, it's um, you know questions are being asked. As far as Johnny Bairstow is concerned, and Alex Carey and the and the stumping or the run out, uh, <laughs> um, where, 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 what side of the equation do you sit on? Uh, being a keeper batsman, is it part of the keepers cartel that yeah, hell yeah, I'd do it, or or where do you? How did you? How did you view it? No doubt. Oh, look, I, everyone's got their their opinions on whatever else. Uh, I think that the heightened nature of an Ashes series has blown this right out of proportion. Personally, I think Kez was well within his rights to do what he did. There was no apprehension whatsoever. He caught the ball through it. He was just good enough to hit the stumps. Um, so I, I absolutely don't think anything was wrong with it. Um, just because of the context of the game, it was on a nice edge. It could have gone either way, and it completely gave us to win, no doubt. But, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it personally. Spirit of the game, like, look, you know, everyone's got their opinion on that too. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, I know Johnny has, you know, been quiet about it. Um mm. But uh, look, from my point of view, I'm, I'm, I'm with Kez on this one. I would have done the exact same thing. Um, he's had to cop a lot from the backlash from it. And, you know, anyone who knows Alex Carey would never question his integrity. Uh, he's one of the nicest blokes in cricket. Uh, certainly, he has great respect for the game. So I think he's been unfairly targeted uh, on the back of what happened uh, personally. And if it was my situation, I would have done the exact same thing because, you know what, it's a part of the game. He's well within his right. Um, and that's just my take on things. No, nah, good take too. I think there's many that'll agree with you. T- take us inside the, the rooms, though, Jimmy. Uh, after that test, how was it? How, how was it frosty? Uh, I mean, did the palms come in? Did you have a beer? Did, does that does that happen, or did it did it change the dynamic of things between the the teams? Oh, look, certainly there was no um, interaction after the test match. And to be fair, both tests, even in Leeds, when I was there, there was no interaction post game. Well, from what I understand, it's it's a bit of an end of series thing where everyone comes together and has a beer and, and sort of, I guess, chats about everything. But between tests, there hasn't been a whole lot of interaction. Certainly, you can feel there's a bit of animosity, certainly in those two tests. So I was there, Lords and Leeds, um, where the teams are... Uh, you, know, oh, look, there is, it's just, you can feel there's niggle. There's certainly niggle. Um, so, but that, I mean, look, that's pretty good for the game, isn't it? I mean, it's the Ashes. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is you know, as high as it gets is, uh, in terms of for your country and winning and, and that sort of thing. So um, everyone's going to be, you know, have that bit of, uh, you know, uh, aggression towards each other, I suppose. So inside the changes after the Lords test, I, I think because you know, we won that test and then, you know, we had, had sung a team song and enjoyed that moment of winning the test and then there wasn't a whole lot of sort of talk around it. It was probably the days that followed as we went into the next test match. It was a quick turnaround um, that, you know, various media came in, you know, some of the greats of the game on both sides of the camps of talking and having their opinion, and that's when probably, you know, the noise around the situation happened. Um, and then, of course, going to Leeds, and that that um, that crowd was, was aggro, no doubt about it, and poor old Kez was on the receiving end of some, some heckling. So, um, yeah, look, it's one of those things that'll go down in history, won't it? Like, it'll be talked about um, for many Ashes series moving forward, I believe, but... Um, Look, it's all good for the game. I reckon any any, any news is good news, and, and uh, everyone's talking about the Ashes, so it's pretty cool. Uh, what do we do for the fifth test, Jimmy? Um, a spinner comes back in. Is that an obvious choice, or is it one that I'm all over? 
Oh, I think so. The, uh, look, the oval is, is renowned to be a very good batting wicket. Um, so that being said, though, uh, they may make a, a green seamer, you know, wanting to get the results um, of, of a match. So they won't want, want, want to leave it to a, to a draw and us to actually outright win the Ashes. So it could be green. I certainly I, I like the idea of having a spinner just so you've got someone to go to if it does get flat. Um, you know, we saw in Manchester, if it wasn't raining, the, the, the wicket looked like it was deteriorating. So it would have been mm. probably good to have... You know, hindsight's wonderful, but good to have a spinner there. Um, so look, if, I, I think yeah, I think Tom Murphy will come back into the side, um, and you look to use him. I think um, you know our, our quicks will, will do similar sort of things in terms of um, you know pitching the block when it's new, if it's green, um, and then you know if it, if it gets flat using that short ball theory. It's something that obviously Pat's really sticking to, and you know what, credit to him under the pump, he stuck to his guns and stuck to the plan and trusted that process. So. Um, hopefully they can get some, some good benefit out of that coming into this next test. And I think some big runs from Marnie. He's started to look like he's informing to work really hard in his game. Obviously a, a match sort of defining 100 in this last innings. Uh, I'm backing him and, and um, David Warner to score big runs in this next test. I think they're both bulls definitely due and Marnie's starting to look the good. So I'm really backing those guys into this next test. Oh, Jimmy, I love that. I love that. The hairs are standing on the back of my neck. Just quickly, have you heard from... <laughs> Have you heard from the summer's best shield bowler, the red ball bowler? Actually, he was the best bowler across the entire summer for domestic cricket. I'm talking about Michael yeah. Neeser. He hasn't yeah, hasn't sent course, a text yeah. going, hey, boys, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> look, any word? No, nah, look, Ness is one of my good mates. So we, we chat a bit and, you know, he's one of those guys. He's ultra positive. He, I, you know, he wouldn't say a bad word about anyone, to be honest. So, you know, he's oh, he doesn't say it, but I think deep down he'd be really... Uh, itching to get a go. He's yeah. around the squad. Uh, and when he's gone out of the squad, he's gone back to the Morgan and scored hundreds and taken fifers. So he really can't do much more um, than he's done. So it'll just be a matter of opportunity now, I suppose. That looks like a fairly settled bowling attack. And that, you know, you've got Cummins, Hazelwood, Stark there. And if they play their all rounder, they've got Cam Green. So it's it's a really tough bowling attack to get into. Um, that being, you know, and you know, Scotty Boland's down running drinks, so he's yeah. someone that's fantastic as well. So it's a really tough, tough uh, team to break into. But look, he's ready. He knows that he's, you know, so good in those conditions. And if opportunity comes through with injury or, or whatever else, um, he could well and truly get the job done. So I do feel for him. He's one of the greatest blokes you ever meet, and he's um, playing some of the best cricket of his life. So he might just fall into one of those categories like Andy Bickle, and, and you know, not play a whole lot of cricket or should have played a lot more throughout his career, but. Uh, look, what a fantastic Queenslander and cricketer, and I hope he gets a crack. Jimmy, outstanding insight as always. Uh, very generous with your time, and congratulations again for being called up into uh, into the squad and uh, being part of a an Ashes uh, retaining win. And you never know; it may be an Ashes series <laughs> win too. Uh, we wish you, mate. We'll talk to you before the summer starts too. Um, sadly, you've come back and you've got to get into preseason, so um, yeah. well, no, I can't get back hill. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave you to that. Thank you, mate. Insightful as ever. Thanks, buddy. There we go. Jimmy Pearson, our backup keeper for Australia. Michael Nisa will come into play. You'd have to think so. There are question marks over the Mitches. Stark and Marsh, both with niggles. Uh, We know that um, Mitch Marsh is straight. He hasn't played a lot of red ball cricket, yet he played the last couple of tests. So the body is starting to feel that. We know that from Andrew McDonald, the coach. Mitch Stark is battling a shoulder. Um, how he pulls up within a short turnaround that's got to come into play. And Cameron Green, is he the one that drops out for a spinner? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. What would you do? Uh, some breaking news coming out of the Dolphins. We'll get into that next time for a news hit now with Vanessa.